This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by The Nephilist. I'm your host, Ian Turner, and my guests today are Hazel Hay and Janice Munar from barbershop group Symptomatic. But first, if you enjoy today's show, I'd love for you to subscribe. Just head to gardenofsound.nz and click on any of the subscription links on the front page. We've also just launched a listener survey, which I'd love for you to complete. But more about that during the show, because it's time for Symptomatic. They're a Christchurch barbershop quartet winning hearts all across the country with their blend of pop and standards helping to breathe new life into a medium that through movies and TV shows is becoming increasingly more popular. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Symptomatic on Plains FM 96.9. And a very good afternoon to Janice and Hazel from Symptomatic. Um, we're without two of your members today. Um, we've got Tony, who is the baritone, and Abby, who is the tenor. How did Symptomatic meet? We are all members of Christchurch City Chorus of Sweet Adelines, where we sing barbershop. Basically, I used to be in various quartets, and a quartet that I was in just split up. So I was looking for a new quartet. Mm. Um, so I got hold of Janice, first of all, because she's a fabulous lead. And we got together first and we tried out a couple of baritones, mm-hmm. a couple of tenors. Nothing really gelled very well. Mm-hmm. And then we found Tony and she came as a package deal with Abby. Abby, okay. because she'd been singing with her somewhere else. So we had fun with our other uh, members, but then you can really tell if you can, you can really like jive with the other members. So you didn't have to make a huge effort just to like a tiny conversation with them. It will just like really instantly that we just got along pretty well. Our sound as well. It was really on spot on. Like when we tried jamming some songs, like we tried one song and then when we all sang... Okay. It was just like working really well. I'm yeah. going to take a big step out because uh, some of our Kiwi listeners may detect a couple of accents ah. at least. Um, <laughs> Hazel, you're you're Scottish. I am indeed. Tell me about your first memory of music. My mother was very musical. Probably my first real memory of singing was when I was about three at Sunday school. We did little plays and things like that. And then we had junior choir and it built up from there and then senior choir. And latterly, when I was in Scotland, I used to end up playing the church organ as well Mm. for my sins. Mm. (laughs) Um, But singing-wise, I had heard of Barbershop, Mm. but I knew nothing about it. So were you drawn to group singing rather than solo Singing? Was there something in... Yeah, probably, but I had different influences because um, I also sang in bands and things ah, when okay. I was in Scotland. Yep. Funny story, when I was about 17, I gate-crashed a stag party okay. in the pub. Mm. Shouldn't have been in the pub because I was only 17. Mm-hmm. I heard the music 
coming from the pool room and it turned out it was a stag party. So my friend and I, we went in there and of course they shut the door and said, right, you don't get to leave until you sing. Sing, okay. And we went, oh, so we just sang Moonlighting, Leo Sayer. Okay. And my friend tried to harmonise, but she wasn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I got into bands, basically, because one of the guy that was playing the guitar, he he got hold of me after that and and sang in bands for years after that. What about you, Janice, growing up in the Philippines? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, I grew up there. So same with Hazel. So my parents, they're into music so much. I remember my aunt telling me that my mom used to play piano um, on the radio station, stuff like that. So she can tell, you know, like she can just tell a note what you're playing if it's yeah if you're whatever out of tune or something but yeah yeah, so and she also sings alto in a choir so probably yeah the singing came from my mom my dad he plays and she also plays guitar plays piano and uh and she dances so that's where i got my uh probably my yeah my dancing Uh, actually both from my parents but so my dad he plays um drums and he knows how to play guitar but he's also a dance instructor so like basically like the dancing and the singing really came yeah it's really an influence from my parents and uh yeah so when i was little it's mostly my sister who joins um singing competitions so she was quite popular in her school that oh uh, her name is melody when i came when they started going to school they're oh she's a sister of melody Must so i can, rhythm yeah something like that so they so my mom um tried to so my sister started taking voice lessons and then my mom um just tried out oh maybe janice has a rhythm as well so she she just made me attend classes voice teacher said oh it's okay not to pay because i was four years old that time oh, wow. and then they made me sing in front of like a hundred people or something like that in church and then i sang when you wish upon a star <laughs> so yeah and then i don't know and since then i've, I've always been involved with uh with like choirs until i came here to uh, new zealand and um i kind of missed having that kind of group until i saw them perform one time in westfield i i had no idea what barbershop was th- mm. that time actually i emailed straight the conductor and i sent her a bunch of videos of me like solo singing i can do harmony i can also play the piano i sent her like one that i can dance while singing i don't know i just feel like even if she didn't ask for an audition i just like laid it on there like you know i can i can i can be like something that could help the group mm. and then she asked me to uh to attend one time like a one wednesday night um rehearsal and then when i attend i saw one of our members and then she knew me straight away i was like okay and then i didn't know that the conductor already showed to, to like i don't okay. know whoever that okay here's some talent yeah going back a bit was the dream hazel to do it professionally i never thought that i was good enough to be a professional musician Mm -hmm. at my time anyway I thought you had to be exceptionally talented Um, I did music at school when my class went to do higher music the music teacher thought he'd died and gone to heaven because he used (laughs) to have there's one school Mm. small town um, called Huntley which Huntley in New Zealand Mm. is named named after after. yep Mm. yep Um, but if he had one or two people doing higher music, he was lucky. Happy. Yeah. My year, there were 13 of us. Wow. And he just thought, wow. And, Christmases have come you know, at once. And we we all passed. We, we were all, um, you know, on a par. Mm-hmm. But we did musicals. We did all sorts of things. And then when you leave school, there was nothing. Okay. Nothing really, because it was small town, mm. you know. I played the flute as well, and I 
played in an evening class orchestra for a while, but okay. then again, once that finishes... What do you do? What do you do? What so. was the popular music scene like in Scotland? Who were the sort of the big bands heading off to stag do's and, and things? At <laughs> Who were the popular I didn't acts? make a habit of going to stag do's. <laughs> well, the Bay City Rollers were big in Scotland, obviously, around about in the 70s. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because bands like Slade and all the glam rock bands mm. and things in mm-hmm. the 70s, I also came here with my second husband and we played in a band together. Yeah. We, we had a duo. That was one of the few things we brought with us from Scotland was all the band gear. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I, I can remember when it arrived, it was great excitement. We had all the gear and we set it up and we, we decided we would have a housewarming party and invite everybody in the street. And then I had this sudden panic. I thought, Maybe they won't know the same songs as we know. But we we did have some South African friends, funnily enough, and they came to the party and they said, it's okay, we know them all, we know all yep. the songs. So, yep. so we were all kind of, you know, reading off the same hymn sheet sort of thing. So who were your idols, at least, growing up? Philippines is a, an American colonised country, so we have a lot of like influences from American um, singers. Yeah. I don't know, when I was little, I sing a lot of um, Mariah Carey Mariah songs yeah. because I, um, I loved... Because you can. Because, because you can. can. I mean, that time, I mean, I don't really like belt too much now yeah. uh, because I eventually became an alto. Okay. Um, yeah, that's why my, I don't know. Um, yeah, my voice range kind of like shifted from singing like really high until like having like a bit lower range. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but when I was when I was in high school, I remember I always joined uh, singing contests because um, it was a motivation for me. So so I have my voice teacher, um, and he gives you a trophy during summer on our recital if you win a competition during like school year. Okay. So it was my goal to join a competition because I get. If I win, then I get a medal or a, a trophy. And then during summer, I get another one because I get recognized plus a bouquet. So, so yes, I always get like two trophies in, in here, which was, became like a competition between me and my siblings because I have, so I have an older sister and I have a younger brother. So it became like our thing. So is the music for the adulation and the people loving you or is it because you love the music we just we just love the music and you know because of that so people started knowing us you know like uh in different small groups and stuff like that it is time for some music um we're going to hear a track from elvis presley called love me which i'll put my hand up and say i'm not familiar with (laughs) love me tender maybe but um but love me a little different so tell me about this song at least what um how important is it to um you joining together as a as a team I think probably it's the first song we sang together. That time, that was uh, when we were looking for other members. That was the current song that we were trying okay. to learn. So when when Tony and Abby joined us, you know, that was our song that, yep. during that time. So they learned it instantly. So, and when we sing it, um, like in events or instantly when they ask us to sing, you know, impromptu, it's like a very chill song okay. that you can just like sit and relax and just listen to, like like jazzy sound most quartets have what they call a drop song if we're all dressed the same and someone goes, oh what do you do oh barbershop oh can you sing something we know that's the song that we can yep yeah we don't have to worry about it it's laid back it's a cruise and it's a fabulous arrangement that we sing so 
My broken heart, you tore it apart. Now I don't feel right. Help me, maybe my baby, you give me some love tonight. Treat me like a fool. Treat me mean and cruel and cruel, but love me. Tear it all apart But love me Won't you love me If you ever go This is the Garden of Sound interview with Symptomatic on Plains FM 96.9. Okay, I'll kick off. Hazel, who was the first big group that you saw live? I worked for a while in Aberdeen. Um, I worked in the bank and I had a part-time job in a pub, which was like a nightclub. Um, And they had big bands there. And I vividly remember watching... Thin Lizzy. Uh, okay. They came awesome. there. But that's not who I was going to start. I was going to say The Pretenders. Okay. With Chrissy Hind. And 
I got so caught up in it that I remember I just pulled a lemonade crate right to the edge of the bar and I just stood there and watched them and let everybody else do the work because they were just fantastic. How early on in their career? Brass and Pocket was on the go and funnily enough, when we came to New Zealand, I went to um, Waipara. Yep. And there was an outdoor concert and there was Chrissy High again. And she was just... Just the same. I I didn't go to a lot of live bands because I lived in a small town. It was a big deal to go. I can remember when Status Quo came to Aberdeen and Mm. there were riots and the seats were ripped up and all the rest of it. And I remember my mother saying, just as well, you weren't there. (laughs) Um, Although I imagine you would have loved to have. I would have loved to have been there, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Janice, what about you? It's a bit embarrassing, but I actually haven't been to any. There are always like different artists that come to the country, but I never, probably because I always have like a busy schedule, like since I was in high school. But I mean, I would really love to see like, let's say Ed Sheeran or something like that, um, or or Jason Mraz. Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, live, because I really like, they're really good performers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Hazel, just describe um, any difference between female barbershop and male barbershop? The lung capacity of men (laughs) tends to be so much better than women. Mm. They just seem to be able to hold notes forever. I love barbershop with an absolute passion. Mm. I I knew nothing about it before I came to New Zealand. Wow. I saw an advert for auditions for Christchurch City Chorus and I thought, "Mm, something to do with singing, I didn't really know what it was. Went in, heard them, and was hooked instantly. I thought, this is what I want to do. I've always loved harmony. Mm. I used to sing alto in choirs and things like that. Yep. Harmonize in the bands, that's what I love to do. If more than one person in the band can sing, yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to find out, because um, in the female barbershop, you have... Lead, baritone, tenor, and bass, which traditionally are male um, titles, I guess, or at least vocal ranges or designations. Why not soprano, alto, etc.? Barbershop is an art form in its its own right. And the basis of barbershop is music is like a cone, Mm -hmm. where the base of the cone is the bass sound. Okay. And it... It goes up to a peak where the higher voices yeah. and the tenors up there. Yep. Soprano, alto, tenor, bass, mm-hmm. which would be two female parts, two male parts. Yep. That is more like... Equal. Equal. Yeah. Okay. And barbershop creates overtones and it's the basses who create the overtones. Okay. So the better the, the bass of the cone... Yes. And it balances the sound up the way... Yeah you hear the overtones. So the tenor shouldn't really have to sing yeah. a lot of the time because yeah, that note effort. is there. The bass is producing the overtones. Like now that I'm singing with Barbershop, I'd say it's more relaxed for me because I don't need to make like so much effort singing compared to like when you were singing like soprano yes. or alto. Yep. It's a real yeah, workout. Yeah, yeah. So you guys sound great. The first time that I heard you was with the um, Matuku, the Sumner uh, Community mm. Theatre when you were you were oh, yeah. performing Thank and you. Um, it was stunning. But 
have you had moments when the voice has been off? Always. Or, you know, <laughs> Always. Do you have a, a rescue remedy if your voice um, is I normally tired? drink um, ginger tea. Okay. We call it uh, in, in, in our language, salabat. Um, so I always have that every time I sing because it's just, it's, it's spicy, but then it just relaxes my, just relaxes my throat and I really need to have, uh, enough sleep. So That's, they call me actually diva in our group because I can't like, during, imagine why. <laughs> well, I, 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 <laughs> like during the, when we joined this, um, national competition. So normally if we're in the chorus, we normally wake up like six in the morning and, uh, just to like start rehearsing, opening yeah. our vocal cords. But then when we joined as a quartet, like they're all preparing, you know, like getting our hair done, makeup. But I was just inside my room. I, I didn't plan on, I didn't have any plans of uh, talking to anyone mm. <laughs> because I just really want to be like focused and just like reserve yeah. everything until the actual competition. Hazel, would you call yourself the leader? To say yes. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it kind of ended up that way. I've, I've always been a great believer in everybody should have their own say and no one should be a leader in a mm. quartet. Everybody's opinion is as important as anyone else's. Yeah. But by virtue of the fact that I've been in the organization longer than the rest of them, um, and I'm also a certified director, so I've done a lot of the background mm. training, mm. and I, I'm like 2IC for Christchurch City Chorus, which has yeah. got about 140 members. So yeah. I, if, if our director's away, I've got to step in. So how do you balance um, your obvious ability to be able to, to lead and teach and instruct and, I guess, offer your wisdom to the, to the rest of the, the group? How do they take it when you're like, oh, they little... they are just so lovely. I mean, that's they really are. I am are... not too sharp. I am not too sharp. <laughs> no. We we don't have divas in that respect. Good. Yeah, good. In that respect, yeah. <laughs> um, not at all. Everyone's basically like open minded. If, if Hazel says something like we need to fix on this yep. one, we just trust her that she knows what she's trying they to say, trust. and yeah. then we just like follow it. I mean of course sometimes we make fun of her <laughs> just kidding but <laughs> but, but no like like if we're serious on what we're doing especially you know when we're learning a song in group singing uh, what is the most important thing to be able to do it well I think the most exciting thing is when you get a blend everything just locks you don't no one has to work hard I was really lucky in the, the last quartet that I had, I sang with my daughter. So you would think, yes, natural blend, two of us, great. And I've also, I've got three daughters and family parties and things. We learned two songs. So barbershop quartet, family quartet, right, we'll <laughs> sing our two songs. And I can remember some of the other members of my quartet saying, Never allow those girls to join chorus because you would just blow everybody away <laughs> because that there's that natural blend there. So it's the genetics, and you having, found that with other, with other having people? said that, I find singing with Janice much easier than I found singing with my daughter. I don't know why. It's just it works. 
And this is the thing with the quartet. You can be the absolute best of friends and say, oh, I really want to sing with mm, you, you know. You know, you would just find a fabulous person. I love your voice. But if you don't blend, it becomes hard work. And as yeah. soon as it becomes hard work, that's the time to just knock okay, it on yeah. the head. We're going to play some music. Um, now, when we were talking about blends, it's very easy to accomplish in the studio sometimes, especially um, when you've been singing for a long time. It's Bohemian Rhapsody. How good was Freddie Mercury vocally? Superb. Absolutely superb. Have you ever seen Queen? I saw Queen in Dunedin, Dunedin. with Adam Lambert. Okay. How was he? He was phenomenal. Yeah. And I, a very different beast. Very different. <laughs> but I, I just was totally blown away, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. I, I my daughter came with me. She she said, oh, I would give anything to go and see Queen. And I just said, right, let's, let's just it. do it. Let's yeah. just do it. So we went. And she was a real Adam Lambert fan. Mm-hmm. She watched him on American, um, American Idol. American Idol. Yeah. She wanted him to win. And she just was gunning for him all the way through. But he was absolutely superb. And I, I loved the fact that he walked on stage and said, let's address the elephant in the room. I am not Freddie Mercury, I never will be, and I'm not trying to be. I'm Adam Lambert singing with Queen. And the funny thing was, it was through, well, well through the concert before I even realised that John Deacon wasn't there. (laughs) And it was just, it was so, so good. And they had the hologram and Freddie was there as well. He just popped up. but, But his voice... I, I've got more memories in Scotland of Queen when yes. they, when they first um, started, and I've got two older brothers, and the younger of the two, he was a real Queen fan, and I can remember when Seven Seas of Rye mm-hmm. that was their first number one, yeah, and they were on top of the pops, and Freddie had on this um, fur coat, and he looked <laughs> awful. Mm. <laughs> And I remember my mother coming in and saying, oh, that's a good-looking chap. And I thought, <laughs> what is she looking at? And I couldn't believe it, that she thought that he was good-looking. Interesting. I don't know what she was seeing. Beauty in the eye of the beholder. Well, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but and, and I don't think it would have been the music that attracted her either because mm. she wasn't really very tolerant of that sort of yeah. thing. But when Bohemian Rhapsody mm. came out... And I was I was still at school, and I can remember the head of music saying, "You must listen to this. This is superb." And I thought, "Wow, yeah, the you know this music teacher thinks that Queen is good, <laughs> and and it was all classical stuff and madrigals and things that we did." Look, we've got to play a song, um, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a poor I need no sympathy. Because I'm easy come, easy go, little high, little low. Anyway, the wind blows, doesn't 
This is the Gardner Sound interview with Symptomatic on Plains FM 96.9. Now, we've heard at length about your experiences um, down (laughs) in Southland, but when you were down there, and I have heard you perform this song before, you do a version of The Climb by Miley Cyrus. So why this particular song? Hazel sang it in her previous, uh, one of her previous quartets. And has been, it has been like a favorite of hers. And then she never sang it with other quartets, but because it's a Miley Cyrus song. So we just thought of like trying it out. Maybe mm. it would fit our range. Uh, we had to change the key though, because uh, it was a bit high for me. So when I sing, sometimes I put a little bit of like, like the style of how I would actually sing it. That's why when you, when you heard it, is it a barbershop? But I put a bit of like pop pop mm. music when yep. I sing it. Yep. I remember like Jen saying that how I how we sing it. It's like we put a little bit of uh, we put a different flavor yeah, to it. You can. I mean, barbershop arrangements for competition have to be very structured, and there there are only eleven barbershop chords, and there they've got to be so many of those barbershop chords wow. in an arrangement okay. if it's for competition. Okay. Anything that is not in a competition, Mm -hmm. you can kind of do what you like within reason. Some arrangers will not allow you to change one chord or they can sue you. (laughs) For changing it. Yeah. But the funny thing about the climb was that I liked it because it features each individual voice. Yes. And not many arrangements do that. Mm -hmm. They're very much, you know, this is a barbershop arrangement and... It's got all the the right chords, got lovely barbershop sevens and blah, blah, blah. To feature an individual voice, it's usually the lead. The Mm -hmm. lead normally has the melody. Occasionally, the the bass gets a a look in, but the baritone tends to put the wee um, embellishments in them. And a lot of songs are mainly Christmas songs or tenor melody. But in general... It's kind of split. But I I heard it and it it was okay when I heard it. Okay. A top quartet singing yes. it and it was okay. But what drew me to it was it was Miley Cyrus. It was fairly current. Yeah. Because yep. it was a few years ago. Yeah. And I was singing with my daughter who was only 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. 14, 15, something like that. And I thought... Oh, Katrina will love this. She'll love this. And I bought the arrangement, set it up, and it starts off with a bass melody. (laughs) And I thought, oh no, (laughs) here was me buying this song so that Katrina would love it. And it starts off with a bass. And the lead melody doesn't even come in until further through. Is it my imagination or it feels like... uh, Barbershop, or at least uh, this type of part singing, is is a lot more popular these days. I think so. I yeah. think um, Pitch Perfect has got a lot to answer for. Yeah, which is is more a cappella yeah. as opposed to barbershop. Yep. But the king of a cappella, Deke Sharon, <laughs> he came to Christchurch, and he's a good friend of mine mm. now. Very <laughs> He is wonder. He's so generous. Where he would we so know him? Talented. From? He was the musical director of, of all the Pitch Perfect ah, movies. Yeah. Very good. I'm sure yeah. I have stopped it and said who was doing the. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I also direct a, a three part 
women's choir mm-hmm. and Deke does a lot of arrangements okay. for three parts. Yeah. Um, he does tutorials. He does all sorts of things. And I emailed him and said, oh, do you happen to have an arrangement of something or other? And he goes, oh, no, I don't. But um, is there anything else I can help you with? And I said, well, you know, and I explained about the the people who are in the choir. And I said, they're slightly older, but they don't like to do anything too challenging yeah. and um he said oh just jump onto my website and s- see what you can find and let me know so i wrote a list and i said oh what would you suggest out of this this this, this? and he just sent me them all mm-hmm. and he said oh you don't have to pay for them you know just have wow. them yeah and that's i mean that is a big thing yeah, because it huge. it costs a lot of money it's really difficult at the moment because nobody's performing anywhere in the yep, world yep. so there it's tough to get arrangements it can cripple quartets if you have to pay a lot of money for arrangements that can determine what you sing and what you don't sing mm, yeah. um, and that's why i have a lovely library of songs and now once you've bought it, that's it. You don't have to buy it again. Yeah. Whereas in the old days, if your quartet changed its name, for example, oh really? You have to repurchase it. You've got to buy it again because wow. you'd only bought it for that to perform. That. Yeah. So this is your copyright. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the it's like American Idol, but it's for like like pitch perfect type you know like sing i think it's sing off i can't remember but mm. i used to watch it and oh, that's yeah. where season one that's where pentatonics first okay. won yeah, I was and then ask about that. i think some of their songs we try to like in the philippines we try we try to like copy and my brother loves arranging so we did a lot, some arrangements as well that, that we try to like pattern of how they sing it with like beatboxing and stuff like that can i drop <laughs> I, i'm gonna i'm gonna Dude. drop put janice under the bus here oh yeah. when we <laughs> the <laughs> This year, Sweet Adelines couldn't have a proper competition because obviously we couldn't get judges over from the States. So what they decided to do was put on a competition and the judges would be like satellite judges. Still still from the States, everything would be live streamed and they would mark everybody and that was... That was fine. And there are different categories. This time they said, well, we won't be able to do that properly that way they won't judge it that way because it's not fair and there's delays and whatever so they decided very last minute that they wouldn't even give us a score they'll they'll give a level and there'll be one audience choice winner Mm -hmm. that's it there'll be no other placings nothing like that just one audience choice award and everybody sort of went oh well because we were new, relatively new, we'd only been together a few months, we said, right, we're going to go for this competition and yeah. we're going to do our very best and yeah. we'll have it up to competition standard. Yeah. And then next year, yay, we'll be good to go. Okay. Ha, 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 ha. That's what we thought. Yeah. So we went and we worked really hard. We got really good costumes. We looked very glam <laughs> we did all the business yeah and we went on stage and there were there were only about nine or ten maybe in the on that national division. competition yeah. part of it and that's who the audience were allowed to vote for sure but they had to have seen all the competitors okay. and they had to be 
registered. Uh, registered. So yeah. they had to be. That it was encouraging the audience to draw on their knowledge. Yep. So they were the ones that were allowed to vote. Well, symptomatic one. Fantastic. <laughs> Much to our surprise and delight. Yeah. <clears throat> so of course they they didn't have all the normal thing where the third place sings one song. Second it was just place, like one winner. Third, blah, blah. Yeah. People's one choice. Winner, nobody else. And there was no scores or anything like that. It was just right. Symptomatic one, and they were very casual the way they announced it. Even yeah. they just said, "There's oh, not even like drum roll or something." Winners of the audience choice award. Is symptomatic. symptomatic, and then that's it. So we we did the the <laughs> quartet competition was on the Friday, and the chorus competition was on the Saturday. Right, and, and they, they didn't give the quartet result until the Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Yeah, so we had to even wait. though they yeah. knew it before. So on the Saturday, we were all part of Christchurch City Chorus. Well, so we did chorus. our entertainment package and mm-hmm. we had our quor- chorus costumes yeah. on. And then they announced symptomatic one this and went, Wah! So we went up and we got our blue ribbon medals. Yay, yeah. we were very excited. And then we went off and we were, everybody was, oh, yeah, that was great. And then they asked and us to come up on stage and sing again. Said, oh, we'll get one song. Okay. So we so we're oh yeah we'll we'll sing the climb oh. that's our song. <laughs> well, we started off. It started off with me, and I'm thinking I've got to be. I've got to keep this together, together here because yep. I'm the one that usually yep. collapses in a heap and gets all emotional. Yeah. So I started off, and then Tony comes in to the baritone, and she was a bit <laughs> because the just words a little there. bit a little bit shaky, okay. and it was just it was just the whole emotion of the thing. Then it's because of the Janice words of the got, song. <laughs> Janice got into it, and she just lost the plot. <laughs> yeah, I was having my own notes. I don't she know just, what's happening. Wow. She just, and it was just. And then you can see everyone in the audience—they're like crying. Everyone, oh. and then I felt I felt more embarrassed because I felt like I can't sing properly because I was really being emotional, yeah. so I can't really reach the high notes, and which made me cry more. Oh. <laughs> but it didn't oh. matter because then, we pulled it together we all got together yeah. and we finished it and there's a and we got a standing ovation yeah. and they and they all said it was from the heart well i am going to play now i do have a recording of you singing the climb yeah. this is you live uh, on your tour of southland live in winton this is symptomatic singing the climb I'm facing the chances 
is the Garden of Sound interview with Symptomatic on Plains FM 96.9. I just want to tell you about a listener survey we've got running at the moment. Garden of Sound is a labour of love. It takes a full day each week to record, produce and promote the show and there are significant costs keeping the show on air every week. But I make the show because I love music and I love being able to support local music. I also know you love being able to find out what local musicians are up to, hear new music and perhaps discover ways to progress your own musical career. One of the ways Garden of Sound can cover some costs is to generate some income through advertising and sponsorship. But to do this... I need to gather some audience data, hence the survey. If I can spend more time on the show each week, there could be an opportunity to highlight more local music or bring you more filmed content or even live studio recordings. So once again, thanks in advance for taking part in the survey. You can find the link on the front page at gardenofsound.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Symptomatic on Plains FM 96.9. Um, what is next for Symptomatic? What are the plans? What would you like to do? We're still going to continue, obviously, we're still going to continue singing because we love singing. And uh, our tenor just had, uh, she just gave birth ah. recently. So, uh, so we're taking a bit of time off, but our chorus has a, a show on December 5th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so where is that? 
Kashmir High School, I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that might be uh, her first uh, comeback after giving ah, birth. Very good. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yep. And then we also have the Sumner, um, the Sumner one. Yeah. Uh, yes. Still so be far. the Christmas performance yeah, on the, the 11th yeah. of December. Yeah. All things. Yeah. All yeah. things going on. Those well. two so far. We recently did a a spot at the folk club for suffragette. Yep. Women's, Women's suffrage. Day. Yep. Yep. And because it was level two, two but yeah. it was 50 only at okay. that time. Yeah. Yep. And we were separated with four mics, four individual mics, and okay. we were thinking... That was the first time. And ah, that yeah. it felt really... Because you want... Uh, because we're be normally yeah. Yeah. in this Two yep. microphones, shape, yep. and then, yeah. Yep. Surprisingly, it turned but out the, well. Like, it sounded really good. But the was actually yeah. really good. Fantastic. And it was, it was quite surprising. Yeah, was, it was really was like well balanced. Yeah. I thought like someone's gonna like stand out and have like an individual voice, but no, no. They, they did a good they job. Worked, yeah, they worked well. We've got time for one more song, um, and it's gonna be a Sweet Adeline standard. Will it be me this time? So, what does what does this song mean to you guys? So, first of all, this song it's uh, it's one of the competition song we sang um, in the recent um, national competition we joined, and um, um, it's about well, it's actually about saying that you know it might be. It might be our time to shine. You know, I um, every time I sing it, I always think of actually Hazel because um, oh. whenever she joins competition, she always has this goal of like, let's say, being in the top, whatever, top 10, top five or something. And yep. uh, um, she, she shared like the struggles that she experienced in the past, um, um, like joining competitions or even, let's say, in her, in her quartet and stuff like that. So I always think that I'm channeling like that kind of story okay. and then... So I could tell the story that maybe it's maybe it's our time now to shine, and uh, it's a it's normally when people hear that oh you're just a new quartet how how long have you been and then during that time we always say oh it's just four months or something like that oh and then they always get surprised hearing us have that kind of sound yeah so that's what I just channel whenever I sing this song and it's really it's really a good song like the words is really really nice that not just for singing probably like anyone who has like a dream that. If you want to achieve something and then you can listen to the words, you, you can really feel that maybe, you know, it's a, it's a motivational one. Janice, Hazel, it's been wonderful to talk to you both today. Thank you. Thank you. Cutting up, it's audition time. Tomorrow is my big chance. Wait till they see me sparkle and shine when I do my song and dance. I know I'm great, but will they agree? Will I be the one they choose? Maybe I'll stumble, maybe I'll fall. Maybe this time I'll lose. Will it be me this time? Will the name that they call be mine, be mine? My heart's beating so, and I've just got to know. Will it be me this time? I know that I'll succeed if I just get the break I need. I've waited so long just to sing you my song. Will it be me? This time, 
When the curtain goes up and I take my first bow, will it be just as it seemed? When I accept the applause of the crowd, will it be all, all that I dreamed? chance to shine, to shine. Someone will stand in the spotlight so bright. Will it be me? It's gotta be me. Let it be me. That was Symptomatic performing live at Harmony Aotearoa earlier this year. Thank you so much for joining me today and thank you to Hazel and Janice for being so entertaining. Be sure to check out what they're up to by visiting gardenofsound.nz and clicking on their image on the front page. I'm Ian Turner and I look forward to bringing you Garden of Sound same time next week. In the meantime, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. Enohorah.